This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Snymer. Good afternoon and welcome to this Free-for-all Friday as we head into the Thanksgiving weekend. And as always, there is a lot to talk about. Bob mentioned the subjects in his newscast, but I'd like to add something. We're heading into the Thanksgiving weekend, so what are you thankful for? You know, there's a whole school of thought which says that if we practice gratitude, if we list the things that are good in our lives, it'll make us happier. So I'm going to start with my brief list. Number one, being alive and healthy. Number two, having a wonderful family and friends. Uh, Number three, having a great job that allows me to be in contact with you on a regular basis. So uh, that's in a nutshell. It's all good. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. Let's go to Barry in North York. Hi, Barry. Good afternoon. Well, I like to put a smile on everybody's face, and you can tell this real quick joke, Thanksgiving joke, around the table as you're eating your Thanksgiving turkey. Um, a little lady goes, a religious lady goes into a parrot store, and she says, I'd like to buy this parrot, but does it talk? And the salesperson says, yes, but it was owned by a sailor. And she says, well, I think I'll take it home anyway. So she takes it home, puts it on the perch, and it starts to swear. So she says, I'll fix you, and puts him in the freezer for an hour. Takes him out, puts him on the perch, asks him, now, what do you got to say for yourself? Well, the parrot starts swearing again. So, she puts him in the freezer for six to eight hours. Barry, is this a is this a long story? No, no, it's almost finished. <laughs> um, and so then she says, uh, puts him back on the perch and says, "Now, what do you got to say for yourself?" Well, he's shivering and barely alive. He says, "I'm so, so, so sorry for, 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 for what I did, did, did done, but, 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 but I have only one question." And she says, "What's that?" And he says, "What?" Did, did the turkey in the freezer do? Okay. <laughs> you know what? Uh, maybe uh, maybe we'll go easy on the jokes here today. Um, uh, Barry, I don't know when your hit uh, on stand-up is coming, but... Um... Well, I've told it to a lot of people, and they really like it. Okay. Um, and it was actually told by uh, uh, a minister in church. Okay. Uh, to Byron's United Church. I tells it every Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, so I'm hoping people will laugh at that and... Have a good Thanksgiving, everybody. Smile and laugh and okay. be oh. thankful. And I'm thankful for living in a free country. Good. Okay, Barry, thanks for that. Okay. Um, uh, moving right along, the numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And, and uh, I'm asking people to let us know what they're thankful for, also what your plans for Thanksgiving 
are. Uh, but in the meantime, I see uh, the callers coming up uh, have mandatory vaccination on their minds. Uh, we saw it really coming down this week. We've been talking about it for months, but it's coming down to the wire. The prime minister, the mayor, heads of some hospitals uh, and long-term care uh, uh, places uh, have started to suspend and even fire people who are not vaccinated. So we'll get your thoughts on that. Also, one thing we haven't covered yet here, one thing I'm sure we are not thankful for, you get a load of those gas prices. And is that putting a crimp in any of your plans? They just going through the roof and apparently will stay there for a while. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free one 866 740-4740. And let us begin with Earl in Oakville. Hello, Earl. Hi, Libby. It's been a long time. Okay. Yeah, uh, I agree with the vaccination mandate. And uh, a good title for our song would be The Vaccination Nation. <laughs> yeah, that is... I agree with for all our health's sake. I think it should be mandatory. Okay, so uh, that seems to be what's happening. That's good. Thanks, Earl. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. I'll tell you one story that really has me scratching my head, and that is what's going on at this Copernicus nursing home. So uh, they a, a huge number of their staff is unvaccinated. Yesterday they had a little silent demonstration outside the home because they are getting suspended. Now, how did that happen in that place? That's what I'm curious about. They don't fit the profile of people who are likely to be vaccine hesitant. And I don't understand because, you know, to do that job, to be a caregiver in a nursing home, you have to be a caring person. There, It's not for somebody who is selfish, say, and it's it's a difficult job. And how can you think that it's okay uh, to endanger frail older people? And in, in that case, they're even, you know, recently in the last couple of weeks, they've had to lock the residents on some of their floors in their rooms because caregivers, unvaccinated caregivers brought in COVID. So I am scratching my head and I don't even understand why they're, uh, and if somebody has a thought about it, I'm curious about that. Okay, let us go to Louise in Toronto. Hi, Louise. Hi, Libby. Great show. Um, Thank it's you. wonderful that the government has made it compulsory to get the vaccine in the government jobs. Um, private companies will, I'm sure, follow suit soon. It's wonderful the government has taken over with respect to the vaccine. It's about time that we are all going to get our lives back and businesses can return to survival mode. I will hang out now and listen to other comments. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, Louise. Yeah, and it's the other thing. I mean, there is, you know, for people who, uh, you know, think the vaccine is dangerous or something, I mean, millions of us are vaccinated. We're fine. Really, we're fine. The bad side effects are, are really, really quite rare. And we're seeing like more 
really tough cases in people who are unvaccinated. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, what kind of cognitive dissonance do you have that, that I don't know, do they think it's a lie? It, it's just, I just find it all very difficult to understand. But let me give the numbers out again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. So what do you think? We are seeing the city is, we're getting to the deadline for city workers. Uh, for federal workers, it's going to be the end of the month. And if they haven't had a first dose by the end of the month, uh, they will be suspended without pay by November 15th. Is that fair? Uh, there's this whole issue with the TTC. The TTC is warning that they may have a labor shortage due to workers who are unvaccinated. And if you'll recall, the union for a while advised people not to disclose their vaccine status until they finally backed off because uh, it put them in legal jeopardy, I think. So yeah, this, all of these, I would say chickens, turkeys coming home to roost when it comes to mandatory vaccination. And uh, we also saw a human rights tribunal saying that they're not going to support people who make this a human rights issue because after all, the other people who might be infected, they have rights too. Anyway, let us move right along here. We've got Art in Kitchener. Hi, Art. Hello, Libby. How are you today? Fine. How are you? I'm doing okay. Uh, what I'd like to talk about is a lot of uh, people are using religion as a means not to get a, a vaccination. A vaccination. Um, and it's, like, it's growing steadily in the U.S., and, and it's growing here in Canada now. You know, I, I'm not a religious person, but um, I don't see anywhere where you're, you know, shouldn't be taking the, the vaccines. And these people are using that just as a scapegoat to get out. Well, I think it's probably easier to do that in the states than here. I mean, they can even say they're vegans, uh, and a lot of people are vegans, but but I don't know that that's. <laughs> That's not a reason not to get vaccinated. It was interesting. I talked to a lawyer the other day, and he gave a list of a few religions there, mostly uh, evangelical, that are some of them are against all kinds of medical interventions like uh, like Christian science. And but I think you have to show that you're a longstanding member. But I agree with you. I mean, you can say freedom of conscience or whatever. I don't know that that's working that well here in Canada, in the States. Again, it's easier to do that. And I think more people are doing that. But uh, the other interesting thing is that the chief medical officer of health said, you know, some uh, medical exemptions that look a little fishy, uh, he might review those because doctors were also told, don't give them out. And the other thing that the opposition is pointing out, that the medical officer of health said, legitimate uh, medical exemptions should be something like a few per 100,000. But there are two people in the conservative caucus with medical exemptions. That's two people out of 70. So uh, people are wondering about that. I don't know. Do you think it's an issue that uh, Doug Ford has allowed two people with medical exemptions to sit in the caucus, and uh, he's not going to look at whether there's anything, you know, maybe not on the up and up with those medical exemptions. Again, 
The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Let's go to Tammy in Mississauga. Oh, sorry, I forgot to say goodbye to Art. Whoops. Have a nice weekend. Okay, thanks. Let us go to Tammy in Mississauga. Hello, Tammy. Hi, Libby. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, and to you. I'm a first-time caller. All right. I listen to you every day. I just had go. a question. I'm wondering, maybe some of your listeners or you may know. Um, my uh, son and daughter-in-law are both vaccinated, and um, she has a, a little girl from a previous um, relationship um, who is g- going to be four in January. And the dad of the baby or their daughter is totally against getting vaccined. And she wants to get her daughter vaccinated, but he is saying absolutely not. I'm not sure if that's something she has to go to the courts once they do get the approval for her age group. But she's very concerned about this. And we're also very concerned because she does come to our place, you know, with uh, every other week type of thing. But is that something that she would have to go to court over? You, you know what? Uh, that's a very thorny issue. I've heard it discussed. I'm not sure what the answer is. I think it also depends on what the custody arrangement is. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I've also, when I, when I've heard discussions about this, some people say, Hey, you know, you can just kind of do it, mm-hmm. uh, see what happens. But, um, uh, I don't know. And it's yeah. a good question. And it may be. But it, again, I think it depends on exactly what the custody arrangements are. Well, they had um, equal custody. But when this COVID in the in the lockdown went, um, it was better for her to stay with the dad the majority of the time. Um, but now that things are starting to open up and people are vaccined um, and we're not in lockdown because we lived in Brampton, which was one of the hot spots in Ontario, um, <clears throat> we had to follow the guidelines. So, you know, there was months with us not being able to even see her because we had to follow the guidelines. But now that she is coming over every other week, um, there is a bit of a concern, but uh, I just don't know how she would go about that. If that's something she could just go and get done and then deal with it afterwards or... You know, like I said, I don't know the answer to that. Well, if any of your listeners do or have any advice, I'll be listening and I'd appreciate anything. Great. And good luck to you and and, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Uh, I am looking at the time and it's time for our first break. Before we go to break, let me give the numbers out again. 416 Three six zero zero seven forty toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. We've been talking about mandatory vaccination. We're talking about Thanksgiving, and uh, we're talking about whatever you want to talk about. We haven't talked about gas prices yet. I don't blame you for that, but they are way up. And we will be back with more of your calls and your comments on the other side of the break. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like. 
as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this Free For All Friday as we head into the Thanksgiving weekend. And let's get right to the phones. We've got Peter in Toronto. Hi, Peter. Yes, good afternoon, Libby. Um, sorry, Libby, right? Right. Yeah, I'm so glad I could um, call you and wish you uh, Thanksgiving, the first time I have a chance. Oh, there's your first time caller. Go ahead. Uh, um, I I just want to make a response to those people who still insist on not getting vaccination. They don't understand that we're talking about a matter of life and death. If that is the case, life trumps over everything else. Never mind about your own body or uh, you know human right uh, issue. It's not. Uh, I agree with you. <laughs> and also, our government spends so much of our tax money on providing a free education for everybody. But these people are acting like they dropped out of kindergarten. I just don't understand. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's really uh, very hard to understand. I think social media is a big part of it. I, we we, we uh, pay a lot of attention to what happens south of the border. I think this kind of is a bit of a contagion from there, Believe and me, it's anti-science, yeah. Uh, that society has done everything we can to to guide them the right way, but if they refuse to listen, there's nothing more we can do. I can assure you, I'm very happy our, go- our government finally shows some leadership, saying that you have to do this by a certain date. If not, then you're out of the employment. Okay. Now, uh, just one more thing is, uh, Jason Kenney, I don't understand this guy. How did he ever get elected as a premier of that province? Look at what he did to that province. Not only that is, their province is sending their patient over to Ontario and taking up our uh, uh, hospital bed and making the legitimate uh, patients like cancer or heart attack and so on uh, have to wait. This, and also, it's very expensive to treat a COVID patient. I, I just don't understand. And besides, why why should Kevin Wong be asked to resign while Jason Kenney, everybody left him alone? Okay, I'm going to hang up and listen to your response. Okay, thanks. Uh, so Jason Kenney is now deeply unpopular and uh, taking huge criticism for the way he handled this. And if I were guessing... After the next election there, he's not going to be the premier anymore um, unless something very drastic changes. He loosened restrictions too early. He talked about the best summer ever. Uh, He probably has a bunch of libertarian kind of anti-vax supporters. I don't know. but, uh, But yeah, he is not covering himself in glory. You referred to Kevin Vong. he has uh, he said he's not going to step down. He did hide or lie about information that the Liberal Party asked for when they agreed to have him be their candidate. Some people say he should step down. He isn't. Um, that's Spadina Fort York. Uh, that's right near us here in Liberty Village. So that is what Peter was referring to. Okay, I'm going to move right along, and people still want to talk about the vaccine mandate. Let's go to Mark in Toronto. Hi, Mark. Hi, how are you, Libby? Fine, how are you? I'm doing great, thanks. just want to preface by saying I'm fully vaccinated. 
but I don't believe in that the government should be mandating uh, vaccinations. And the reason being that the vaccination is supposed to be protecting us from uh, from the, the, the disease itself. Um, I would like to see the government spend more money um, trying to curb and, and fight diseases that have a, a higher mortality rate than uh, than COVID, which has a lower mortality rate than than the flu. And no, it and doesn't. Even, no, you are uh, you are mistaken well, about actually, that. If you take a look at the World Health Organization site, they put out an update today with the uh, five million World people. Five million people have died of COVID. And uh, what's going on with unvaccinated people now, they're getting very sick. We Our numbers are better because we have a very high vaccination rate. Um, and what, what the government is saying is, is uh, you don't have the right to infect other people if you're working. But really, uh, the, the flu and even car accidents has a higher mortality rate. No, the rate flu does the not. Time. It does not. I, uh, it depends I, on the year I, of the flu, but it, it absolutely does not. That's well, just I'd, not I'd true. I'd love to see your sources because the World Health Organization uh, is, is contradicting the, what, what you're... I don't... You're I don't. You about. can send me where you see that, but that is... Yeah, absolutely. I'd, lo- I'd love to email it to you. Okay, uh, please do. do. But, uh, thank you. Please do. Um, that's, that's just not true that it has low mortality rate. Um We've had here in a year uh, 15,000, more than 15,000 people dying of COVID. Well, the the toll, that's in Ontario, the toll for a regular flu season is about 2,500. So that's a big difference. That is a very big difference. Okay, let us go to Madeline in Peterborough. Hello, Madeline. Good afternoon, Libby, and an early Thanksgiving Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Thank you. Um, I'm hoping that someone out there, I know you're not a lawyer, but I have a question that um, has been kind of driving me crazy. HIV is, um, if someone has HIV and knowingly has um, um, unprotected sex with someone and gives the virus to them, is that not a criminal offense? Uh, it, people have been charged for that and I think convicted. Um, okay, would it not, would would the same not apply then to the COVID virus? Like, I don't if, think so, because because you don't necessarily know if you have COVID when you're contagious. Uh, and um, yeah, um, but, I don't think, if, I don't think it's the same thing. You know, but what if you know you have COVID and, and you still infect somebody? Yeah, I haven't heard of anybody getting sued for that. Oh, okay. This has been on my mind for quite some time now, and I'm thinking, you know. Anyway, I'm I'm definitely all in favor of um, the government, you know, uh, mandating the vaccine to their employees. Definitely. I mean, I'm 83 years old. I like to keep active. And if it wasn't mandatory for to be double vaccinated to go into a restaurant, I bowl. I wouldn't. I don't know what I would do if I was confined to the house. So, to all those anti-vaxxers out there, get off the pot and go and get vaccinated. Join the crowd and enjoy life. That's all I can say. To okay, have, really. that's uh, good advice. Thank you for that, Madeline. Thank you, Libby. Have a great weekend. Thank you. 
Okay, once again, the number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And among the people who now have to be vaccinated are workers in long-term care. And like I said, it just had me scratching my head to see a huge proportion at that Copernicus Lodge long-term care home serving uh, mostly Polish people. And I, I just didn't get it. And, and there were cases in there recently in the last few weeks. I mean, it's not just that our elders are frail and susceptible to get really sick and die, even if they're vaccinated, but, uh, you hurt them if you make them isolated and they've had to lock people down and confine them to their rooms because unvaccinated workers were bringing it in. I, I mean, I don't get it. I don't get the objection to it. And I, I also would like to understand why is that such a hotbed of it? Anyway, questions. Let's go to Sita in Mississauga. Hi, Sita. Hi, Libby. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Oh, good, good. I'm so thankful for having you and Moses for this radio station. Oh, thank you. Isn't that sweet? Yes, so you guys gave us a meaning to life as well because we were able to get on the radio station and say what we what we want to say. You guys make a big difference by making the world a better place. Well, that's very kind of you. Thank you so much for that, Sita. I am a very lucky person. I am thankful for having all my loved ones around me. My entire family helped with the cooking. And <laughs> yes. So what are you cooking? You'll be shocked. My son started to bake his turkey at 26 years old, and he will bring it over with baked potato, with a bed of baked potato, very seasoned and everything. And then my younger son and his girlfriend will make desserts and buns, and my husband will do all the chopping, the vegetables and everything. And we just do the sides like um, gravy, which we'll use canned gravy, but we top it up with hot peppers. And um, sides like um, stuffing, mushroom stuffing and stuff like that. And we order what we can on the side. Oh, that, oh, that sounds delicious. Yeah, I have to you. confess, I don't know if you were listening the other day when I did a segment with Rose Reisman and Lucy Waverman, and they were they were trying to convince me. They were saying, like, make your own gravy is a big difference. And I have to say that I bought some no, um, and I bought it. They had just made it up. I mean, it's not in a can. It's it was made up at this, you know, artisanal butcher shop. Right. And and it was still hot when I bought it, brought it home yesterday. And I I even like dunked a little potato in it and it was just delicious. Yes. And you can top it up with some spicy, with some more spice or herbs or cinnamon, anything you want to. So you make it your own. That's yeah. You have to make everything your own. Yeah. Um, um, sorry. So I would like to say, when we were younger and healthier, we should give ourselves credit for doing everything on our own. And when they get to that point, we should be should not feel guilty to accept help and buying stuff. And it's the best choice to make because now we will have less stress, less work, and we have more free time to spend with loved ones. It's absolutely. And the other thing is, I mean, uh, again, back to Lucy and Rose, even they're professionals and even they were saying they're kind of out of practice. Yes, I heard that. Because it's been, (laughs) it's been a while since we cooked 
turkey for, you know, more than two people. So, uh, yeah, make, make your life easier. Sita, I wish you a a lovely Thanksgiving. Thanks for your call. And and thank thank you you for your kind words. Thank you so much. Love you all. And thank, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Okay. Bye-bye. Isn't that sweet? Okay. Where are we going next? Don in Don Mills. Hello, Hi, Don. How are you today, Libby? Fine. Uh, how are you? For putting me through. Um, I'd like to, the lady with a four year old, I'd like to see the schools when it comes time for the younger kids to get vaccinated. I'd like to see the schools, uh, the school board uh, administered at the school so that, because my, my, I have a child also who doesn't want the vaccine and doesn't want his kids to have the vaccine. Now, I'm on a call list with a school, so I can sign a consent form. And, oh, okay, well, I don't, I don't really know how that works with consent forms. Well, uh, anything that happens at the school, if they can't get a hold of the parents, they call oh. me, right? So if I have to go pick up the kids and all that, I can do that. And I can, and I've asked the principal, I can sign the consent form for them to get the vaccine. Unless the, my kid calls the school and say, no, they, they're not getting it, right? So right now, he, uh, they're not aware of uh, what my plans are, so. <laughs> yeah, maybe you don't want to tell them that. Well, exactly, right? Uh, yeah. But yeah, so uh, as long as the, they don't ask the parent for the consent form, right, which is why I did it right away, right, so that uh, when it comes time for the younger kids to get the vaccine vaccination, they know not to call and ask them to sign a consent form. I'm I'm sure that they will ask the parents for consent, but um, I well, see I how that works out. Not to, so hopefully that I get my wish. Okay, well, uh, you'll have to let us know how how that works out. That's a tough situation, I'm sure. Yes, uh, well, it's our decision, period, because I know it's going to cause an argument, and uh, that's why I'm doing it this way. So the argument's not now, and he doesn't block the kids from getting the vaccination. Okay. Don, best of luck and happy Thanksgiving. Yes, happy Thanksgiving to all you guys. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Dave in Oakville. Hello, Dave. Hello, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good. I'm really good. My comment is, um, I'm a survivor of COVID. I was in intensive care for uh, two weeks and in the hospital for six weeks. Well, I'm I'm glad you're a survivor. I'm sorry to hear that it, you had yeah. such a tough case. Yeah, it was really tough. And anybody that doesn't want the vaccine should give me a call. I could definitely tell them why it should be. But my comment is, um, I I know somebody who works for the, the government who's going to have non-essential um, surgery at the end of this month that has not been vaccinated, and for the life of me. I cannot understand why they're even allowing her in the hospital, let her, let alone performing surgery on. Um, I would have thought that you would have to have been vaccinated to, to even be considered for surgery. Hmm. That's uh, interesting. I mean, they certainly did emergency surgery on people before the vaccines were available. Um, um, I don't know if that, uh, if that will stand or what and i think each hospital probably has their own uh has their own policy but that's interesting yeah yeah that's what i thought i was i was amazed actually that they're uh, 
with doing it. But um, I just wanted to push push up by you. Yep, that's uh, that's interesting. Uh, thanks for uh, telling us about it. All kinds no of things crop up. Yeah, and, and and to the people that don't want to get vaccinated, vaccinated, talk to somebody that has it. Yep, Dave, and uh, I'm sure that uh, having recovered from such a terrible disease, that you have a lot to be thankful for. I sure do. Thank you very much. Have a great holiday. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, time for another break. Let me give the numbers out before the break. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We will be back with more of your calls and comments on the other side of the break. Uh, So far, uh, all except one person in favor of mandatory vaccination, and even the person who is not in favor, well, he's vaccinated. He's smart. Okay. Uh, We will talk again after the break. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this Free For All Friday as we head into the Thanksgiving weekend. Let me give you the numbers. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And let's see who is up first. We've got Rachel in Brampton. Hello, Rachel. How are you, Libby? And well, happy Thanksgiving to thank- you. And uh, you're amazing producer. It's very polite. <laughs> thank you. And same to you. Yeah. Uh, so my what I'm calling you about is uh, this doctors. It's, th- it's time about you know these family doctors. Time to see patients uh, in, in person. It's just that they're taking it to the extreme. I mean, I haven't seen, I have an autoimmune disease. And the, uh, the last time I saw my doctor, not my family, but the specialist, is two years ago when the COVID started. It's always on the phone. You know, isn't that time for them to see doctor, to see patients in person? You the, know, this is like, I. this is a, a growing issue. It depends on the doctors. It depends on uh the the physical issue that you have i have heard a lot of people complain about it as a matter of fact there's this whole thing going on with with children where doctors have been telling patients we're not going to see you uh we're not going to see your children for you know more or less minor things in person go to emerge and the emerge at sick kids is is clogged it's ridiculous. I mean, I waited the other day for four hours before the doctor actually called me. You know, I waited like literally. She told me an hour, and then uh, four hours later, he called uh, my family doctor. And the other thing is, they rush you. They rush you. They don't listen. Like I just find it where this all has to do with COVID. But I don't think that this is a young COVID. You know what I mean? Well, it. I mean, again, it depends uh, on the doctors. Yeah, I've I've doctor. had a, a number of phone conversations with my doctor, and they're uh, totally fine. And uh, you know, for things that were needed, um, yeah. 
they do see you in person. I remember back last summer, my husband had a really bad bike accident and they saw him in person. He had to be seen in person. Uh, and it wasn't, you know, it's a practice and yeah. it wasn't every doctor. My doctor is, uh, you know, he's fully vaccinated and he's working, but he's uh, not a young man. Oh, <laughs> so I see, yeah. he wasn't in the office for a long time and some of the younger doctors were. But I mean, it really depends. And I it know depends, that a lot of yeah. people are upset. Because, you know, for instance, if your kid has an ear infection, they have to look inside your ear. Right, exactly. Well, I, I, I was in the same situation. My doctor retired. He's an amazing doctor. But after him, I mean, like basically nobody, you can't compare doctors, yes. But I just find uh, it's about time to, they start seeing people in person. You well, know? Th- there, are, there are doctors who are seeing people in person. I, I guess it just depends but this particular clinic is like everybody's complaining. Like basically, the, you have to wait. Like the thing is the wait, and it's two three hours uh, waiting before the doctor actually. Because sometimes they actually forget, and then you have to call them back. But anyways, I don't want to hold you up. But have have a, a very safe holidays and uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Okay, thank you very much, Rachel, and same to you. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Thank you. Okay. Uh, where are we? Here we are. Tony in Brampton. Hi. Hi. Happy Turkey. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, first things first, uh, we have much to be thankful for. We've got food, clothing, shelter, indoor plumbing, hot and cold running water, drinkable water, electricity, and light. We've got medicine. We've got entertainment. We're kings 150 years ago didn't live as luxuriously as we did. Uh, secondly, uh, about the vaccines, none of this problem, none of these problems would have occurred if the Trudeau and Ford had the backbones to mandate the vaccinations to begin with, and if. Somebody doesn't want to get a, a vaccine and they're holding their heels in. Just let them sign a waiver stating that they will will not receive treatment for COVID-19 if they get sick. Uh, yeah, I, I, there are some people who are saying that that's that's not really practical, I don't think. But um, well, people are angry. Front, put, put it in front of them. And let them let them see what it what it actually is. I think they'll change their tune. Okay, that's uh, that is uh, that is definitely the stick and not the carrot. Yeah. Uh, well, some cases we need a stick, eh? Okay. Okay. Tony and Brampton, happy Thanksgiving. Same to you, Libby. Thanks. Right. We still have a few minutes left in this segment. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And we've been talking about mandatory vaccination. And I had a call from a caller that is something that we probably should be pursuing uh, definitely into next week. And that is... um, People are complaining if they still have to see their doctor virtually. They're saying that it's time to have an in-person appointment. 
Uh, I think it depends for what. It depends definitely on the doctor or the clinic. I think they all have different policies. And there's this uh, situation, which is not good, where some doctor's offices are sending children with relatively minor things telling them to go to emerge and the emerge the emergency department at sick kids is is getting overwhelmed with that and and that's not what emergency departments should be used for um i remember you know the same thing happened over many years with all kinds of complaints before uh they changed the way doctors offices operate where anytime it would be slightly after hours they'd say go to emerge well guess what Emerge was a nightmare because of that. So, uh, yeah, this is something that we have to explore. Okay. Helen in Scarborough. Hi, Helen. Oh, hello, Libby. Um, I just wanted to ask about um, a, a booster shot that uh, might be available for um, like people like me and my husband who are both in way up in our 80s and we got our, we got our two vaccinations within one month of each other. Mm-hmm. Has there been anything said about having to get a booster? Oh, um, well, right now, um, right now they're giving boosters to frail people in nursing homes. Yeah, I, I, I heard that this morning, but I just was thinking about because, I mean, we... My husband's a bit frail, but I'm I'm quite healthy. But the thing is that just uh, I wondered if there's anything, any definite um, news of it. No, they don't have anything definite. They're looking at it. Uh, I think the feeling is that it's not going to be necessary here. There are places, I mean, in Israel, for instance, everybody yeah, I, over I, I, sixty I that, yeah. has has got a booster. Yeah, they were and vaccinated I, a lot earlier than we were. Their data shows that the immunity starts to wane after about six months. And keep in mind, they got their shots a lot before we did. Yeah, I guess we're quite safe. Um, Well, we have to wait for more guidance. There are obviously people who want them here. But uh, so far, the authorities are not on our side, except when it comes to people who are in long-term care or who are immunocompromised. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. And okay. happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Ha- happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you very much, dear. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, uh, let's see where we go now. Uh, John is a first-time caller. Hi, John. Uh, hi, Libby. I'm holding, can you hear me? Yep. I'm holding a page 24 of the Zoomer magazine. Okay. And it's, the article caught my eye. It said, you're going to have to learn to change those dressings yourself. Is that a picture of you up there? The, yeah, it's, it's my column. Let, let me just give a, a, little, um, a, a little bit of context. I wrote a column about home care. Um, as most of the listeners know, I was in the hospital for a while in April, and then I went home with a drain, and I needed a little bit of home care, and it was really um, a struggle to get it and keep it, even though I needed a very minimal amount. And I wrote a column about it. Okay, so that's the one that I'm holding. Okay, yeah. Okay, so uh, same sort of situation. I work with a senior that special needs, and the PSW kept him outside May the 16th for three hours in the bright sunlight. So the next morning I thought, he's got heat stroke, uh, you know, so... 
just put him to bed. He'll be okay. But what had happened was his appendix burst. Oh, my God. And so um, he's nonverbal. So on the sofa, he put his head on my belly, rubbed my belly. That was to give me the indication to call 911. So at 911, uh, he landed up being in the hospital for over three weeks. My life changed overnight because they allowed me to be up there doing 10-hour shifts because he's nonverbal, and he ripped out all the intravenous lines. Oh, oh dear, yeah. You know, so, I mean, I was touching bed rails, mattresses, doorknobs, uh, elevator buttons, you name it, and, and the fear factor was there. But I got a very feeble phone call from CCAC Lynn. You'll be getting four visits from a wound dressing nurse, and et cetera, et cetera. So I, I, I just didn't really pay attention to it because we negotiated with the University Health Network his release, and his care plan. I said, we're on the same page, but I cannot do the dressings. So they said, don't worry about it. So he comes home. He rips the dressing off oh, on dear. a weekend. There's no nurse. I left a message with CCAC, Lynn, and I said, there's a pool of blood in the bathroom. He's ripped the bandages off. He's special needs. He doesn't understand. I'll do the best that I can, but I'm not a nurse. I get a phone call on the Monday because it was on a Saturday and they're answering service. Oh, John, it sounds like you're frustrated. We're going to send in an e-nurse to deal with this. An e-nurse? Is that what, a, an electronic nurse? What is that? I, I never found out what an e-nurse is uh, because the nurse never arrived. And I don't have any computers or anything like that. So I wrote a letter to the doctor at Women's College Hospital and forwarded it on to CCAC Lynn. And I said, don't ever, ever tell your clients or have the case manager say they're sending in a nurse when they have no intentions of sending in a nurse because it creates a false sense of relief. Okay, so, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to step in because, um, you know, th this is a problem, and um, you know, I was able to get the care that I needed just because. I kind of know how to work the system, and I'm yeah. sure they decided that it would be just way more trouble to cut me off than to let it stand. But this is a problem, and you have all kinds of bureaucracies talking to each other, and the patient gets lost in the middle. That's my view. I know that some of the people that I talk to here regularly do not agree with me. Um, oh. But, um, yeah, it's it's just another thing. And the other thing about home care is that it should not be separate from long-term care. There's a continuum of care, and they should look at these things as something that happens together. John, I'm sorry for what you experienced, uh, and thanks very much for your call. Okay, and uh, keep writing those good articles. Okay, thanks so much. Happy Thanksgiving. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Jerry and Pickering. Hello, Jerry. Hello, Ribby. Um I know you guys have been talking about eye care for the past week or so. I've run into a roadblock. Um, I can't focus on those Mickey Mouse uh, eye things that they have at Service Ontario and or the drive test. And they gave me the form for the vision test to, fit, to go to the eye doctor and get filled out so I can do my, my exams for my license. Now, all the optometrists in Ontario are not taking seniors. They're not taking kids. 
I can't get my eye test done. Therefore, I cannot do my my renewal. My license expires Monday Thanksgiving Day, which just happens to be my birthday. And uh, they say, oh, sure, your license is good until the end of February. But who knows how long this thing is going to drag out. So unless I go to Quebec or Manitoba, I can't get my eyes checked. Hmm. And my job is hanging in the limb because my my employer wants me to have a valid license. Oh, so you can't even because I know that because of COVID, they're they extending all those deadlines. I mean, this, frankly, you're over 80. This kind of sucks. This is really difficult. Yeah. They they said, oh, she said, oh, it can go online to uh, the vision and uh, dash 80. I said, well, I'm not 80. I'm just turning 78. She said, oh, that's a problem. You, You can't do that then on the line. So you're caught in you're caught in limbo. Yeah, I'm maybe caught between a rock and a hard place. Well, maybe maybe you came up with your own solution. Um, if you can, I don't know what the rules are in Quebec or Manitoba, but maybe you can get an eye exam there. Probably have to but pay for it. Accept, will they accept out of province eye doctors in Ontario? We're talking two different provinces now. Yeah, I I I have no idea. I would assume that if anything, maybe you can pay, get, a, you know, I don't know. Depends what the rules are. Um, because if it's covered by OHIP, they are not allowed to charge you. I like, I'm sorry to hear that. You are stuck, buddy. Um, I, the only thing I can see is if the, if the Minister of Transport puts in a temporary suspension for, the, for people like myself who are having a problem with the eye thing, do the written test, and then when, they, when this problem is solved, I can do go in and do the vision test. Postpone it later. Okay. Um, like I said, uh, sounds like you're between a rock and a hard place. I wish you mm-hmm. all the best, Jerry, and happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a double day for me because that's the day I was born on. And happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thanksgiving day. Thank okay. You. Happy birthday. Okay, that's all the time we have for Fight Back for today and for the week. I will be back here on Monday. In the meantime, everybody, happy Thanksgiving. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.